Hello, hello, hello everyone. Hi, welcome. Hello, my name is Jackie Janik and you're listening to Beyond Small Talk at up on the four o'clock hour Eastern Standard Time. Hello and welcome. How are you doing? Hi, yay, Smara's here. How are you? Again, my name is Jackie Janik. I am a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today you're listening to Beyond Small Talk. Just so you know, we've been on a two-week hiatus in order to amplify black women voices, actively listen, and that's the key there, please actively listen, self-reflect, learn, and now take some action. One of the key pillars of Beyond Small Talk is that a conviction that a woman's voice matters and deserves to be heard. And I'm so happy and excited to have a dear friend as my co-host. Her name is Samara Suber of At Samara Life. Samara Suber is a certified life coach and yoga instructor based in Los Angeles. Samara has led meditation and yoga workshops for brands such as Own, Oprah, Winfrey Network. Way to go, girl. Her passion for helping marginalized communities embrace their highest potential through personal development led Samara to create a yoga technique called Motivational Yoga, MOGA, which pairs motivating affirmations with special yoga sequences to stimulate positive thinking, push past physical limitations, and to break emotional emotional blockage. So excited to have Samara on and our topic today is Samara Life. Follow her on Instagram and we are connecting with her now. Yay! Waiting for a minute on, you know, the internet to connect us. I think she's going to How are you? Good. I'm so good. I, I definitely have been very busy these past few weeks, like you said, just, um, you know, so many people, which I'm very grateful for, are amplifying Black voices and really just trying to um, listen, like you said, and and I think it's a, a, it's a very special time for a lot of people for a lot of reasons, um, but especially in the mental health community and the life coaching type of community, the work that we do is so imperative right now, um, and it just shows me we have a lot of work to do, a lot more work to do. <laughs> a lot of work to do. And I'm just happy that there's people like us willing to do the work and to collaborate and partner up um, in order to make it happen. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But I'm so thankful that you asked me to join today. Um, I think what you're doing is so beautiful and awesome and needed. So thank you. Thank you. Last yeah. night, Mara, you hosted a um, crystal healing. Yes. And I actually took some of the advice, and I have a little crystal in my bra. So thank you for that. Yes. Oh my God, Lorraine would be so happy to hear that. She's she's awesome. She's great. Um, and I'm still learning so much about crystals. So for those of you who don't know. Um, last night I hosted a, um, crystal healing meditation session with, um, a friend of mine, Lorraine, who's like a crystal enthusiast. So long story short, it, the real purpose of it was really to allow us to use these crystals or learn more about how to use these crystals 
as a mechanism of healing and clarity and like getting ourselves centered and grounded, especially during this time. And then also, um, I don't know if you say towards the end, but we did this like beautiful um, meditation that just allowed us to um, bring in energy of our ancestors and people who have passed away in our family and to bring that energy here and kind of free us from any of the burdens um, and issues that we might have been um, carrying. So it was beautiful. I had a great time. I think we're going to start doing it again, actually, <laughs> like more, more sessions. Yeah, me too. Um, your business, your MOGA. I love to hear more about that or anything you would like to share. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I'm a yoga teacher um, and meditation teacher. That's like the main bulk of like what I do is I try to find ways to help women, especially women of color, um, who don't normally feel comfortable in these like yoga healing spaces because it's usually very um, predominantly white. And um, it's intimidating a lot of times for people to feel like, I, you know, as a beginner yogi to go into these rooms and these spaces, spaces and feel comfortable. Um, so that was pretty much how I got um, really into working specifically with women of color was that I wanted them to feel comfortable in the yoga space, um, in the meditation space. So that was kind of like a strong calling for me. And then it continued to evolve. I mean, you know, you and I did um, a coaching program together. And with that, that spark of that personal development, I've just continued to do more work on myself and share those uh, resources and the things that I was learning with my community. And I just saw how big of a need this space was. Um, so I just continued to, you know, develop my, the things that I, you know, the things that I've, I've been doing, which is the personal development and the, um, the self-care techniques. I just continued to like work on putting together these like tools and resources. And that's kind of where some more life came from. It's like, here's a place that people can go and get some clear tools and resources um, for free or low cost. Um, so I do workshops, I do events, and I do international retreats um, normally without COVID. Um, and so with all of those offerings, my whole goal is to make it accessible and make it affordable. Um, so that's pretty much what Some More Life is all about. <laughs> Beautiful. And how do you feel the, um, you said there is a need in the community for Black women for this? How do you feel is the reception of it? How do you feel that women um, want, like, are, are they really craving this and needing this? Or maybe they don't. Sometimes I hear not just women of color, but like that women don't always even know that they need self-care or they think self-care yes. and self-love might be so woo-woo-ish or it's like, you know, manicures and pedicures and all this. But it really it's, um, you know, significant work. And I believe you go much deeper. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I think that's been the hurdle if i'm super honest about my business it's it's really just convincing people that this is something that they do need and that they they should invest in um because it is way beyond a bath and a pedicure like self-care is more 
more about your mental, just your mentality, mm -hmm. the stories that you tell yourself, the way you talk to yourself, how you show up in, in different spaces. And I think, you know, with this, this climate of our social climate right now, people are starting to understand how important mental health is just because people are experiencing that grief, that depression, that anxiety. Um, and they're starting to understand that, yeah, just like you brush your teeth every day because you need to make sure that your your teeth are taken care of, your mind needs that same care. Your your heart, your emotions need that same care. And so, um, yeah, I think people are starting to wake up to that and understand that if your mind, if your emotions, if your your thought price process, your thought life isn't whole and solid and, and beautiful, mm -hmm. then the rest of your life, the way that you show up, the what you're experiencing, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. So um, yeah, it's it's been a struggle getting those messages out, but um, in a very weird way, people are starting to see that for themselves. Which is wonderful. And you continuing to show that message because I think we have generations of stories ingrained in our minds, right? It's not just your life story. Well, I believe this is not just my life story. It's like generations of stories and doing a lot of reflecting over the past few weeks. Um, has anything come up for you new just in your own practices that you didn't realize or something new that you learned about yourself? Yeah, so I've been dealing recently with this whole kind of concept of self-betrayal. I never really dug deep into it, but it's basically when you are denying parts of yourself or denying things that you want to experience or you want to have um, for the sake of maybe your community or for the sake of your partner or for the sake of your work's value, like if you show up at a company. Um, and so it's it's almost like you're suppressing your true self because you're trying to um, advocate or um, just be this, this type of person for something outside of yourself. Um, and I never really thought too much about it until the George Floyd killing and the protests and all of these conversations coming up about race and that's when um i'm in a, a a kind of like another group of, of women who are entrepreneurs and we started talking about how for so long you know we have to wear these masks and we have to like show up a certain way and be a certain way and that's self-betrayal like you should never have to change yourself or be um or think or or act differently in order to um, impress or fit in or whatever. Um, and that that triggers a lot of depression, that triggers a lot of uh, anxiety. So that's something I'm learning and I'm learning more about and hopefully helping women to, um, to move forward beyond that if they're experiencing it. Yeah, it takes courage. One, I like to do the work and to have that self-realization and also to like take off that mask. I mean, I, I'm not young, I'm 44. Like I've been, you know, you've had these things on for a while and yeah. you know, especially within race relations and it's just, I mean, as much as it's so obviously super painful, there's also it's coming to light, you know, like yeah. it's coming to the surface and, and, 
we have to have these conversations. So I'm so happy you joined. And I was thinking today about saying the word uncomfortable conversation. And mm-hmm. I think it's just maybe more uncomfortable for white people. Can you offer is it uncomfortable for no, you? No, it's uncomfortable it's all around. <laughs> no, it's you super uncomfortable. uncomfortable I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. What did you say? Um, do you feel it's uncomfortable? Or is it just like, I'm like, maybe just white people feel it's uncomfortable. No, it's uncomfortable all the way around. Because, you know, people in the black community, we're used to having these types of conversation amongst ourselves about like how um, we've been treated differently. I was actually just having this conversation with another friend about something I was working on and the response. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. But anyway, the we you know we're we're constantly talking about um the disparity between black and white cultures and you know showing up at office and being mindful of what we say and what what we do and blah 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 so being more open and vocal about race for at least for my generation for the most part is still very new like we don't normally just sit down and talk to you know our white friends about like race relations and i have a lot of white friends but we don't sit down and just talk about you know racism so it's uncomfortable it's new it's uncomfortable um but it needs to happen and i'm glad it's happening yeah yeah me too and ditto like i have you know, an eclectic, and that's why I loved when I mentioned that we were both a part of this community, She Creates Change, um, that it was so diverse. Like, legitimately, I felt like it was so diverse, and that's really what drew me to it, because I do really uh, generally like to hear other people's experiences. The last thing I wanted to do was, you know, sit in a room with all people that look like me and hear a bunch of white stories. Like, this was not interesting to me. Um, yeah. So I really, really enjoy hearing those stories. But I, but you're so right. Um, it's it, it, until you get to know somebody, I think, in order to kind of start getting open to ask those things. So in yeah. my work environment, real quick, I have lunch with four women, and one's Filipino, one's African American, and one's Dominican, and I'm the white girl. And some of the stories that we tell and say and talk about, like, you know, it's a lot about food and fashion, like, we're always eating. And we all like to talk about fashion and parties and things like that. And I know it could sound trivial, but I didn't even know certain things about you know, food cultures, or even when you throw an event or have a party, my Dominican friend, she really enjoys, like, they go all out and have specific mm-hmm. themes. And I was like, oh, my God, sometimes white people just, like, put always the same thing, crudite on the table, and, uh, you know, like, it's not. So I just found it really nice. But I think when you lean into the conversation, it kind of uh, eliminates some of that uncomfortableness. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And honestly, that's what I appreciated about the She Creates Change community, too, because despite how diverse and how different we all were just in our own individual, but also culturally, um, there was so much in common, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was so much similarities that we were all facing, just being women. And I think that is what um, allowed me to be like, you know, we put so much effort and, and focus on like the divisions, the, the differences, you know, but then when you actually sit down and talk about human experiences, we're so similar in so many ways. And I appreciated that experience for showing me that because I think that without that, I wasn't fully, you know, 
capable of understanding that human empathy um, or that mm. just that connectedness that we really do have. I think you hit it with the word empathy. Like, can you, that's why, you know, spending some weeks just listening to stories and I just closed my eyes and like truly listened. That's what I wish, you know, more people would do is just like turn off their mind and their ears and like listen with their heart. And if you hear other women's stories and I was listening to a mother's story, it's like, I, that's a, that's a mother period, regardless yeah. of your background, a mother's a mother's a mother. And it just hit me that, like, if we had more empathy, if everyone just understood what one empathy meant, <laughs> and two, just try to yeah. step into it and show up just for a minute, just for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it changes everything for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Do you have any um, experiences you want to share? You were talking about racial relations at work, or I'm just curious, is there something that you would like women to know that happens? Um, yeah, I mean, things, it's so many, honestly, Jackie, that the things happen oh. all the time, <laughs> you know, and it's subtle and a lot of it is unconscious. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is subtle just because people are not aware of themselves and what, what comes out of their mouth and what they're saying. Um, but just, you know, as a like quick snapshot, there was, um, I was presenting something to a sponsor. This was... I don't know, maybe two months ago. And um, I was presenting something to like a group of sponsors and we're on Zoom and the lead of that call dropped off. And um, I just kept going because I was like, I don't know, you know, the situation, but there's other people on this call. So let me like continue to talk about what I'm doing. And she gets back on the call very, very at the very end and all the other um people that I was presenting to was like saying very good responses and like really giving me good feedback. And this one woman um, who is the head of this, this whole organ, not the organization, but the decision maker in the room, she gets back on the, the zoom and was basically like, Oh, it's going to be a pass for us. Sorry. No, we don't need, we, we're good. We don't need this. And I was like, wait a minute, you were off the call for like half of the time the time that we were even talking. So how do you know about this decision? And it just felt very personal. It, it didn't, I felt like the feedback did not have anything to do with what I was presenting or, um, you know, there was no constructive criticism. It was just basically like, it's a pass for us, sorry. And to me, and again, like everybody has different experiences. So I can only really say how I felt. It could have, it could not have been that way. It, it definitely could have been something totally different. But in my spirit and what I felt is that she had a personal issue because I was a black woman. That's how it felt. Um, mm -hmm. But again, you know, I could be wrong, but that's just how I felt. And so things like this happen all the time where mm -hmm. um, black people, but especially black women seem to just have it harder. Like we have to <laughs> We have to jump through like five more hoops than the regular person just to like get something done. And it's frustrating. It's tiresome. It's, it's hard. It's heavy. It's all of the things. So yeah, there's always things happening. I see and I hear you. And yeah, uh, it, it's heavy. 
and a lot of work. So I'm, and I know you do a lot of self-care and self-love around that because like you said, it's so important if you're carrying all this weight, double the work and just, I feel like there's so much more judgment the second a black woman yeah. walks in someplace. And I was reading something just about, you know, and, and I know other women, but particularly hair, you know, or how you're dressed or how you speak or, you know, and it's yeah. some of the comments that I'm starting to learn and hear. I was like, I get it that it's for some people subconscious, but some people I don't think it is at all, you know, and that's where it hurts my heart that it's pure. It's just one ignorance. I like to start with they're just ignorant, but then there's a bit of like unknowing and also some like hatred. And I believe it starts with some self-hatred around their own work that needs to be done of like, why would somebody say that to somebody, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah. do you have any, like your go-to tips or tools that you use when you need, you know, good self-loving or self-care? Um, definitely meditation. I feel like, um, and, and not just, I shouldn't even just say meditation so blandly. There's specific breathing techniques that really help me to calm my anxiety and calm my like mm -hmm. stress. Um, and, and just, honestly, some grief around that and some heaviness. I know I was feeling that mm -hmm. like two weeks ago. Um, I really just started feeling better this week, like two weeks ago mm -hmm. um, when everything was just happening, like so many things every single day was just happening in in regards to George Floyd and still happening, like, let's be real. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just feeling super, super heavy. And, and that to me, it started feeling like grief. It felt like I needed mm -hmm. some grief counseling. So I, um, yeah, so I made an appointment with my therapist and I, you know, had to talk a lot of this through. Um, so meditation, I will definitely say therapy is always good. Um, and then just movement, like moving my body, honestly, is always good for stress. Yeah. And it's interesting that you use the word grief. It is like you're like this whole cycle, you know, there's like that grief cycle that you go through, you know, denial. And then I, I don't know, there's seven. And I know I've been through them multiple times in my life. But it's it, I love that you just brought that up. I was thinking about the other day, too. It was just like the whole we're all going through this grief cycle in different phases. And that's why I feel like there's certain types of protests and people are picking different lanes, like your lane around mental health care. And for women, that's a beautiful thing. There's people who go to the streets and protest. Some people are real good legal minds and like figuring that out. And, you know, I really sure. encourage everyone to pick a lane of like what works for you and offer that. Um, and it sounds like your lane is definitely women's mental health care. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So many women, especially like protesters, um, would call me and be like, oh my God, I just watched your yoga video. I needed it. Thank you so much. Or, oh my God, I did your yoga this morning. Thank you so much. Like, so I do feel like, because at first I was a little conflicted. Like, why am I not mm -hmm. out there? Why am I not being, you know, so, but I'm doing my part and I, I mm -hmm. appreciate you kind of laying out. There's different lanes and everyone has a role to play. And my role definitely is the emotional mental support and also financially i've been i've been giving a lot as well so yeah everybody has a role to play in this and um and thank you for your role just you know being able to um listen and and promote on you know be an ally and promote um 
black women right now and black black people in general but especially mm -hmm. black women we we definitely sometimes get left out of a lot of those um conversations for sure and um it takes a lot of courage i acknowledge your courage and vulnerability to ask for help um for you know years and years of never or limitedly being answered um yeah so we really really appreciate your time so thank you i didn't want to add any of your heaviness or stress but we worked together we sat in a circle and when i went back to look when we did that work together it was seven years ago may 2013 and I even sent you a little email of what was your homework assignment. Um, so for everybody, we sat in a circle with 11 women representing all different races. And we had a really candid, open, honest discussion around white privilege. And yeah. it changed. I still I talk about this. Never forget that, never forget that was, conversation. Never. That was how it amazing. evolved, how it opened. It, it, it was life-changing. And I hope everyone, but I was able to find what your homework assignment was. Do you want me to tell you? Yes, please. Yeah, I'm like, it, it, was, it was from our uh, facilitator uh, teacher, Martha, who said that yours was difficult conversa conversations, language for connection. Mm. And I feel like that is so aligned with your different languages to connecting people through movement, through healthcare, through mental health care, through meditation. Thank you, Jackie. You're so alive. Like, you that messed up. Yeah, it's like full circle, seriously. Well, thank you so much. I love that. What was your homework? Uh, thanks for asking. Mine was from watching a TED talk about empathizing with someone who has caused harm. Ooh, interesting. And I think, I, yeah, it came up because when we were there, Elizabeth, uh, what was the little girl that was taken for Elizabeth's? Oh, if anyone remembers her name. Um, a man <laughs> took like Gilbert? No, she was Elizabeth a little girl Gilbert. that was oh, kidnapped. Sorry. The little girl that was kidnapped, uh, oh, I can't remember. But anyway, they have like lifetimes on about it. It was terrible. And we were talking about it. They found her after all these years and blah, blah, blah. And I said in that meeting, I said, I wonder what happened to that man that made him do such a thing. And Martha mm. was like, nobody just thought about that man. And she's like, you know, practice your empathy. And I think especially, you know, it's probably really hard at times to empathize with different people who are playing different roles in the current situation right now. Yeah. Maybe it's an exercise for all of us to work on, just offering it out there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, I love so that. Much. Yes, and I'm looking at the comments too. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you so much for sharing um, that. Yeah, I, I feel like thank you, Jackie, for have, having this conversation with me. And I'm just grateful. I'm really grateful. This time is really allowing some heart connections and difficult conversations and empathy to all uh, <laughs> come out. So I'm grateful. Yeah, so if, if anyone has questions, they could 
throw them in. But of course, I mean, you have like 12 times the following as I do. But if you're on here, go follow Samora Life. I put it on the title and check her out. Meditations and yogas. It's just boga. I love that. Uh, crystal work as a newbie, but getting more into the crystals. Thank you. I have an amethyst on me. I still don't, you know, newbie too, but. I'm a newbie. I'm still trying to get into it, but I'm trying. <laughs> Another month out of the year. So thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, everyone. Join me again next Thursday at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for Beyond Small Talk. Thank you. Yeah. Have a beautiful day. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you too.